nothing to watch on TV. That's why you're listening to Barrett's Talk on DVRadio.net. WDVR. This ain't reality TV! It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal! It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Well, isn't that special? Bloody... Don't you think you should rephrase that? Mom, mama said, my mama said, mama said that. My mom. Good day, sir! Now class is dismissed, gentlemen. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Oh, God damn it, buddy. That's just not even fair. This is Barracks Talk. This is inside the nut house, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting the D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recall. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer. It's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. We still have the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Buying shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. Love and military barracks talking around this motherfucker. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? Oh. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is. On DV Radio. Hello, motherfucker. It is out the way. It is right here. I'm talking to DV Radio. Dot net is best talk live. Or as always, you listen to us on podcast. And if you're not listening to us on podcast, or you don't know that we have a podcast and you listen to us live, you can go subscribe over on Podbean or Stitcher or wherever the fuck Google podcast shit things are. I don't know. Wherever podcasts are, minus Spotify, yeah. We're even on Pandora and Amazon. Spotify, won't allow us. (laughs) I'm Bonerwood. Tonight, we got Oink. What's happening, folks? JJ. No. And Wardog. Just just no. Just no. (laughs) Psychor gang. And it is October 1st, 2022. Really quick. uh, Yes, uh, Red, it's still a pretty reputable place to go. Um, I would honestly look at other places, uh, before I, I hammered down on, on new egg though, because there is a lot of places now that have the same stuff and a lot cheaper. Um, so definitely weigh your options on price and, and, and stuff like that, obviously. Um, sorry, I wasn't ignoring you. I read it, but I wanted to get all that out first. <laughs> is, Fr- is Fry's Electronics still a thing? Fry's Electronics? <laughs> Oh my God, dude. That's a, it's a, it's basically new egg in a storefront. Um, they're mostly in California and you hey, walk in. That's why I've never heard of it because I don't go to California. Nerds. Well, they have, they have a website, so they do the same thing. New egg does. But I'm telling you, it is the computer nerds wet dream. You walk in there and it's just like, holy shit. Well, see, that's the problem. I can't walk. Ah, well, see, you could roll in there. No, no. <laughs> I am not rolling anywhere around California. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this was, I don't know if they still exist. This was back in the uh, 2000s. So yeah, mayhem saying that they're closed. Are they gone? That's sad because they kicked new eggs ass. 
like you went to fries and if you couldn't find it at fries, then you were like, fuck, I'll use new egg back in the day. Um, yeah. So fries out of business. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd rather go to S smart personally. They, they've got a lot of good deals. Good, uh, good employees, good customer service. Take care of the customers too. Um, life or death, they'll take care of you. Um, shop smart, shop smart. smart. <laughs> <laughs> For the kids that don't get it, I, hey, I, you're, you're too young. Yeah, I feel I feel sorry for you. <laughs> oh no! Um, Tiger Direct is I don't know. I haven't went to Give Tiger me some Direct, sugar, baby. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't went to Tiger Direct in a, quite a long time. Red. Uh, the last time I went. Oh man, it's probably been a good four and a half, five years ago. Um, I can look if you want me to. Uh, just let me know, and I'll and I'll look. You got my email address, and I'm sorry I didn't get back to you as soon as I started typing that email last night. I shit you fucking not. Power's like not tonight, motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, thanks to Hurricane, uh, the the racist Hurricane in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We got we got uh, hit with some hard rain last night, and uh, and I don't call it high winds because we had worse winds in the summer. But apparently, last night was just enough to push it over the edge, um, and our power went out around uh, ac- actually on the dot at eleven o'clock, and didn't come on until six fifteen this morning. Yes, look, I'm sorry, but uh, you know, Nevermore actually drove home through that wind, mm-hmm. and it was bad. But I'm still trying to figure out how you lost power because it was not. That's what I'm that saying. Bad. That's what I'm saying. It was and not that bad. Well, that's we were talking about it during pre-show. I remember back in the summer, I told when we got on the show that Saturday because it had been storming all week. I said to to everybody listening, I said, if we go, if if the show stops, give us five minutes. If we're not back up, we'll make the show up on our own time Monday or Tuesday. And yeah, well. Last night, I was like, all right, power blinked. Okay, whatever. I'm used to that. It went out at 11. And I was like, it'll be on, right? No. It came on till quarter after six this morning. I don't know why. I have no fucking I mean, read. You're um, rural, but you're not that rural. No, no. Well, it how, much rain, not have, how much rain did you get before that, though? I mean, the ground, if it's saturated, especially like up here, it's been raining for fucking two months straight. Any kind of wind, especially if you're talking 30, 40 mile an hour, is going to knock some trees over. Well, that's what I'm this saying. It was saturated. It was worse in the summer than it was last night. It was way worse in the summer and it never went. It didn't even blink in the summer. Last night it blinked and it blinked so quickly one time that one of my breakers tripped because it, it blinked like six times back to back within a few seconds and it flipped a breaker. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Then it went out at 11 o'clock and I was like, all right, maybe an hour, two hours tops because I did expect a tree to have fallen or wreck or whatever. I sat here probably half an hour and I got tired. I was like, fuck it. So I went to sleep and I woke up thanks to my goddamn up system running out of battery and going <laughs> beep. And that was it. 
and I got up at three o'clock and I've been up since three o'clock this morning because thank you up system. Um, but yeah, I, I, we still can't figure it out unless it was their excuse for conservation of energy. Oh, hurricane came in. We can shut the power off because on the news, it said nothing about our county having any damages or anything. And I remember the wind report. Sparta got uh, 38. We got 42. And the one that got the biggest gust of wind was fucking Greensboro of like 51 or 52. And I was like, how did 42 miles per hour wind knock trees down? Yet we had 60 mile per hour winds in the summer during a storm and it didn't do shit. Yeah, I was going to say, we call that a Tuesday up here in Palmer. Right? I mean, <laughs> I have yeah. lit- we have literally had winds that sound like trains and I'm not joking. It sounds like a fucking train horn coming through here during the winter. Does absolutely nothing. A 40 fucking mile per hour gust of wind goes, <laughs> fuck you. I don't believe it. Don't believe it. Maybe Cletus got drunk and ran into a power pole. <laughs> right. Well, what gets me too is they were saying they weren't having many people report outages. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit if people are reporting anyway, because everything's digital now. You know exactly when somebody's power is out on what grid. Don't don't play that fucking game because I know for a fact nobody has to report power outages anymore. <laughs> None. <laughs> fucking ass bags. Anyway, um, it, was, it reminds me of just that reminds me of fucking the Air Force. You know, if you have a cat card, which is your card that you log into a computer system, right? Mm-hmm. Send us an email and tell us that you need to schedule an appointment. Yeah. Motherfucker, I can't access the goddamn computer. What the yeah. fuck? I remember that. <laughs> I remember they were like, just log in with your cat card. I was like, I, I can't. My cat card has expired. I I yep. can't use it to log into a fucking government computer. So how am I going to send you a motherfucking email? Right. And you don't answer your damn phone. Fucking. Um, but seriously, if you were in the midst of the actual um, destruction of Hurricane Inn, we hope you are faring well now um i know sergeant word dog you were talking about your family earlier yeah everyone's uh pretty pretty much flooded out but um as far as uh my mother my kids uh everyone's pretty much flooded out but they do have power from what i understand okay and they're able to get supplies and stuff of that nature from what i understand they are yeah okay Definitely yeah, for anything. Hour long weights at gas stations stuff for fuel because I know uh, one of the guys I went to high school with. His mom, of course, through Facebook, she was down there in Florida. Same thing, you know. They're fine. Everything's good. They had generators and stuff like that, but uh, their generator ran out of fuel, and you know now they got to go sit in line for hours on end trying to get fuel just to power the generators. But uh, you know they're making it like everybody else. Yeah. Let it out and what have you. That's the one thing I need to get, and I, I just I keep slacking on is getting a generator for my part of the house. Cause I'm on a whole separate, I got a whole breaker in my room. Like, y'all don't understand. <laughs> um, but, uh, hopefully, uh, everybody does fare well. Um, we're, we're getting out of the hurricane season. We're not completely out of it, but hopefully it won't be worse than what hurricane Ann was. Um, if you look at the trajectory over the last few years, hurricane making landfalls, hasn't been as prominent as it was a few years before that. So <clears throat> yeah, hopefully uh, it'll stay like that. Um, where, yeah, I was getting ready to say, where's Miss Fester at? I was, I was literally about to ask that cause I didn't see anybody in North Carolina listening. 
Um, we got somebody up in Washington State, Colorado. I'm pretty sure that one in Indiana is Kakamo Mayhem. And we got two down in Florida. Um, that's all we got right now listening on Radio King. So that's five. Some people could be listening on TuneIn. Um, but yeah, where's anybody know where Miss Fester is? I have not heard from her. I haven't heard from her today. Miss P, where you be? (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it a lot. Um, But yeah, if you guys need anything, uh, resources or anything, reach out. Um, We'll we'll see what we can do. Uh, We will not share GoFundMe's unless we can vet them. And I'm not going to guarantee that we can vet GoFundMe's. But if we can help you out, we definitely will. Um, so obviously email us, hit us up in whatever ways, means possible that you know of. Um, before I forget, who likes promotions? You guys like promotions? I like promotions. You guys like saving money? I like saving money. Well, you can save a lot of money over the next mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six promotions that we're having with the DV radio store. Um, you can get 15% off October 5th through the 9th. That's 15% off October 5th through the 9th. You get free shipping October 29th through the 23rd. Again, that's free shipping October 19th through the 23rd. Uh, starting in November, November 2nd through the 6th, you get 20% off your entire order. That's November 2nd through November 6th. And again, on November 15th through November 20th, you get another 20% off your entire order. Uh, following that up, our biggest promotion ever, one day, November 25th, you get 35% off. November 25th, 35% off your entire order. And one of the... Most beneficial, I believe, uh, promotions that we've ever had, uh, starting November 28th through December 4th. That's November 28th through December 4th. You get 15% off plus free standard shipping. You ain't got no excuse now, motherfuckers. I don't want to hear y'all bitch and complain. Mm, I need to save money. Oh, your shirts are too expensive. No, you get all these motherfucking promotions. All right. Y'all got a lot of ways to save. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Um, but yeah, that's all the promotions from October 5th through December 4th as of right now for the DV radio store. As always, go to dvradio.net and st- uh, click on the store tab. Um, I probably misspoke last week when I was telling this because even Oink asked me, he was like, are we having a show this weekend? <laughs> um, and I probably confused myself because I didn't write it down, but I had it on my uh, mind and I was like, I need to tell everybody this. So we are switching uh, web hosts. Uh, what that means is we're going to be saving $300 a year. Woohoo! Um, that being said, we didn't switch over this weekend <coughs> because affinity protocol is going back to their normal schedule. Uh, they were working on their corporate site and getting the new version of their, co- uh, their, their, uh, yeah, their new version of their coin out and stuff like that. So that's why they weren't having any shows over the last month, give or take. Um, so next week they will have a show. 
Um, this week, Monday, myself and Chris of Affinity are going to switch all the domains over to the new website host. What that means for you, <laughs> and I know some of you are going to be heart, heart, hurt, or broke, or whatever. I was, I was trying to think of a good word, but it didn't. It didn't work out. Anyway, um, Monday when we do the switch over. Give us at least 72 hours before you send anybody emails. That's the farm or radio. Give us at least 72 hours. The reason I say that is because every time we've done a fucking switchover, somebody out there sends a fucking email and we don't get it and they bitch and moan and whine and complain. So give us 72 hours, Monday to Wednesday, that Thursday, so you can start sending emails. Um, hopefully that'll give enough time to next Saturday that everything propagates and everything switches over that the security certificate will go through and it won't say, Hey, this is a suspicious site. Don't go to it. You should turn away now. <laughs> so I can't control that. That's not something I, as a person can control. It's not something anybody control. It's, it's a digitally made, uh, uh, scenario for lack of a better term. So, Monday to Wednesday, don't send any emails. You can start Thursday, so because we should be able to get emails by then. Um, Saturday, hopefully, we will have the certificates running, and we won't have any problems. If we do have any problems, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll figure it out when it comes to it, right? Like we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that's how that's fucking working. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why we're having a show tonight. <laughs> but we were almost Hopefully one next weekend. <laughs> yeah, we we almost didn't know if we was gonna have one anyway because of the fucking storm. So yeah, lots of fun. I think I started something up and didn't mean to. Yep, I did. Open Steam. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta shut Steam. <laughs> I gotta shut Steam down before it starts downloading shit. Oh, God. For real, man. Steam's automatic actions <laughs> piss me off. I know. I fucking hate it. Every I'm like, no, look, I'm just trying to use my laser. Don't fucking download. Cancel, fucking, cancel, cancel. I was fucking sitting here the other day doing something, and instead of hitting what I meant to hit, I hit Steam because they're right beside each other, and I didn't realize it. And it starts downloading a fucking game that's got like, 30 gigs of an update and I was like what the fuck and I was like yeah we're not going to do this so I cancelled it and I closed Steam well I opened Steam up yesterday afternoon sometime because I was going to check something it automatically starts downloading that fucking update again I'm like really I just fucking cancelled you (laughs) anyway so, uh, what you guys doing this week? Oh, it's been a week, man. Dropped my fucking car off earlier in the week to get tires put on without looking at the snow tires because they're in bags. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, we just threw them in the car and the fucking dealer calls me up early in the morning and says, Hey, uh, you got about one millimeter left on this tire, two on this one, four on the other two. Uh, they're not worth shit. So, there goes my idea of getting snow tires put on my car. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You know, and the funny thing was, he quoted me a price of like $256, $257 per tire. 
What? Like, holy. F- yeah. Yeah. This Alaska price. Right. And no shit. I checked every other dealership around the area and they're pretty much right around 200 to 250 for seasonal snow tires. And I was like, you know what? Amazon prime, baby. Guess what? I just saved myself $500 and free shipping. Believe it or not, free shipping to Alaska, man. I got like the second. Okay. So there's the expensive, then there's the middle ground, then there's fucking shit tires. All right. And a couple years ago, I got my brother for, I think it was his birthday. Yeah, it was his birthday. I got him some tires for his truck and they were literally Two hundred and fifty some dollars a piece for truck tires, mm-hmm. which I, yep. I I admit I understand that. But we're talking about snow tires, right? <laughs> yep. And it's, it's not, even six months out of the year. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's not a truck. Like it's not like what my brother drives. He drives no. a diesel truck. <laughs> no, no, little Chevy Malibu, just some seventeen inch rims, nothing special. You need drive. Uh, what, what's those? Uh, what are they called? Podonks? Is that what they're called? What's those fucking? <laughs> what are they called? I, y'all know what I'm talking about with those big ass rims on them. <laughs> Fuck what? <are> no, <laughs> nope. Just regular seventeen to two twenty two fifty five R seventeens. Nothing special, man. <laughs> but yeah, they wanted like fifty. Like I said, two hundred fifty bucks a piece, and I got them for one hundred and sixty on the Amazon. So it's funny uh, because when I was able to drive. A decade ago, um, for my birthday, my mom had gotten me some tires for my Mustang, and I think it came out to be like a hundred and fifty bucks. We went to yep. go look at tires for my Mustang not too long ago, so they could change them out because we <laughs> use it as like a backup vehicle. Now, nah, man, I uh, we got we got plenty enough tread to work with that. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> I said, ain't no fucking way. I said, I'll buy my brother. I said, I'll buy my brother's fucking truck tires again. Like, fuck that. Yeah, fuck everything's that. fucking increased in prices. But I was shocked when I heard that, you know, price come back. But man, man we got tires. We got tires ready. And then uh, other than that, it was uh, another work a week with Frosty back at our winter schedule for day shift for two weeks. And then uh, after that, we'll switch to our night shift, you know, routine of not seeing the sun for six months. <laughs> we were talking about this during pre-show. And I don't think we've actually talked about it here on the show. Do you like day or night shift better? Uh, you know, for myself personally, like I said in pre-shows that, uh, you know, on, on night shifts, as we still both work on base, it's less bullshit. You know, you don't have the mandatory commander's calls and the promotion ceremonies and or, you know, visitors stopping by and you have to stop what the hell you're doing and dog and pony shows or, you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. Pretty much it's just us four guys on night shift and they leave us the hell alone because, you know, they call us grouchy civilians. <laughs> so that's fine with us, you know, <laughs> but I mean, it, as far as with the family, it, it kind of sucks because by the time I get home, little man's already gone to school, you know, but if uh, the wife and I want to do something, I got a couple hours I can do it with her and then lay down and get some sleep and then get up before little man lays down f- for the night after he gets home from school. So it's, it takes some juggling, you know, especially the weekends because you try mm-hmm. to get up and it changes your sleeping routine a little bit. So you can do stuff with them if they want to do stuff, but, uh, you know, it's give and take. It's I think I like the night shift a little bit better. Like I said, just for myself, mm-hmm. less traffic on the fucking road too. I mean, JJ can tell you about the Glen Highway nightmares. So, oh. I mean, it actually no shit. First time snowed last night about ten o'clock at night, and they already had two ditch divers. I mean, a dusting of fucking snow and two cars <laughs> decided just to, eh, fuck it, let's go ditch. So, I mean, it's 
it hasn't even begun to snow here yet. So it's going to be one of those things where I'm kind of glad to go tonight's. That actually reminds me of that uh, image I put up the other day. Um, Actually, I think it was yesterday where the person was talking about um, electric uh, vehicles uh, in in like a flooding situation and shit. Oh, yeah, really, like especially trying to evacuate out of fucking Florida. Can you imagine that? Or well, getting snuck in a snowstorm even. Well, they were like, they were like you better pray that lifted F-250 with mutters comes. And, <laughs> and, and, and all I immediately thought was, that's the person that goes, I got a four by four. That I think got shit. And you see them on the front fucking page of the newspaper crashed into some fucking mountainside because their <laughs> four by four can go on ice. Bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah we got a couple of those around here too usually they have texas plates on them and they're jacked up you know weren't fucking running around with 40s on them look so. man look i'm all about a truck i love trucks i i'm a country boy obviously i love trucks but i am not that fucking delusional that i think my fucking vehicle can do more than the common fucking front wheel drive like no, I'm I'm not that fucking idiotic to think <laughs> that I I'm fucking invincible. I'm driving a tank. Now I did drive a tank at one time. It was a 1980s fucking Chevrolet van camper style with the bed in the back. You know the seat folds out. It's got the la- that bitch was a fucking tank. Now you didn't want to get in front of that motherfucker. Let me tell you. Um. But nah, man, I, I can't stand these motherfuckers I've been seeing lately. Oh, these electric vehicles in these floods. <laughs> Y'all didn't think the motherfuckers could drive in rain 10 years ago. <laughs> that goes to show how fucking intelligent these motherfuckers are. And I'm not saying, you know, they're great. But at the same time, if you don't have fuel and you got an electric vehicle and it's fucking fully charged, you got a fucking way out. <laughs> And Elon Musk is even trying to adapt the Cybertruck uh, to be able to, I don't want to say sail, but be able to float and actually navigate in floods. I was like, that's fucking awesome, because if it can and you've got a Cybertruck, if you're able to afford one, obviously, you've got your own little fucking roadworthy boat, essentially. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, before I forget, uh, we were talking about the store earlier for those that don't know until the end of 2022, all sales of DD against DD merchandise goes to change unchained. One of the things they're trying to do right now is raise $80,000 to build their third tiny home, which, uh, will provide a safe residence for survivors. Um, if we can help make a dent in that, I would love to, uh, 100% of anything DV against DV sold from the DV radio store goes to them until the end of this year. So if we can do that and help them make a huge, huge chunk out of that $80,000 go, I would love to be able to do that for them. Um, also with that, backpacks for life, who knows about backpacks for life? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, So, if you haven't heard about them, uh, we've had them on the show before. Uh, we hope to get them on very soon, but we try every year. We couldn't with the Rona. Um, but 
We try to work with them every year to get a certain amount of backpacks and hand them out to the homeless. Uh, with that, we try to have some sort of care package or something with that. Uh, if you go to co-ko-fi.com forward slash DV radio, that's our Kofi. I say Kofi. JJ says coffee. You know, whatever. This isn't the fucking green mile. Anyway, we have a goal of $3,200. <laughs> and that $3,200 will go to the backpacks and care packages for homeless. And we'll have male and female care packages. Uh, we'll send some up to New Hampshire. We'll do some here in North Carolina, myself and JJ. Probably send some to Alaska. Um, and if we, if, We'll work with everybody, Wardog, JJ, Oink, uh, Frosty, and whomever else with the staff. We'll try to get some out to each uh, partition of the state and give those out. If you can help us, we would love it. If you can spread the word, that entire $3,200, like I said, will go towards Backpacks for Life. Um, either way, we're going to get them. Uh, even if I have to come up with the money myself, we're going to do it. Um, but yeah, backpacksforlife.org if you want to find out more about that. They, you can even buy their Bowery pack yourself. They're $86. They're fucking great. They even have a little thing called an urban pack, which is basically uh, your bug out bag. Uh, it's like a day bag. Um, they have a lot of great merchandise. They have t-shirts and I believe they have like little uh, suicide prevention dog tags. Uh, I can't remember if it's wood or leather, but I think it's wood. Um, have hats, stuff like that. And I believe... Correct me if I'm wrong. They are a nonprofit. Like, I believe so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're a nonprofit. Yeah. <laughs> last time I checked, they were. Unless something's happened the last time we talked to them. Um, and we done the, uh, the, uh, lipstick challenge a few years ago with Oink and, and six. And six. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we called it lipstick on a pig. Um, for those <laughs> that didn't know. In case you missed that. Yeah. I so. didn't. I was there. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I would love to help change unchain and I would love to help backpacks for life and the homeless. Uh, So if you can help us to help them greatly appreciate it. We don't take any of that money whatsoever. Uh, All of it goes to either backpacks for life goal or to uh, change unchained until 2022 ends. Yeah. Hey, uh, JJ, speaking of Change Unchained, have you talked to Troy or anything lately? Uh, a couple days ago, um, they're just doing what they do, you know, working on uh, the uh, tiny house, uh, doing their fundraising. They did a big event in Tampa a week, two weeks ago, two weeks, two weeks ago, ago, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, they're just kind of plug it along i have to check in with him i need to check in with doug too and see how he's doing um but yeah as far as i know right now they're just focusing on doing the fundraiser for the third tiny house yeah i really hope we can uh, make a huge difference with that eighty thousand dollar goal yeah they do have some shirts for donation available on their site yes change change unchained.com yeah um, speaking of Doug, for those that don't know, do you want to explain who he is right quick and update us on him if you can? Doug is a, uh, retired army 
first sergeant, and uh, he is a wood turner. I met him through the uh, WorldwideWoodTurners.org, um, and we had him on uh, as he was uh, right the, the week before he retired. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he he gave us some some perspective that uh, was pretty uh, pretty eye opening regarding the just kind of the the culture in the army and and the woke military and uh, it was really really good conversation as opposed to what know, the media says for everybody right yeah yeah he gave us the reality not what the media tells us which. Mm-hmm. And we all, if you don't know that the media is full of shit <laughs> by this point, get your fucking head out of the sand. Great anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, so, um, I don't know, a couple of weeks after the, uh, he was with us on the show, uh, I was looking for him at the, uh, uh worldwide wood turners meeting. Cause we have a virtual meeting every week on Wednesday and, uh, he wasn't there. So I texted him just say, Hey man, checking in on how you doing. And he said, I'm grading papers. So he told us during the show that his dream was to be a substitute teacher mm-hmm. and he got hired. And so he's teaching and he's happy as a clam. So that's how Doug's doing. And I'll talk to him. I'll hit him up and see if he wants to come back on anytime soon. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, like I said, man, I, I loved the conversation we had. I loved just oh, yeah, talking to him yeah. in general. He He's a great guy. He, he, it felt like we've known him. The yeah. entire time, right? Like, he fit right in. He fit right in. Definitely. Yeah. Troy, he, too. We, need, we definitely need to get Troy back on. Yeah. and Regardless I, I, of whether we're talking about Change Unchained and that, Troy's right. just another example of good people. He is still on active duty, too. So Yeah. What I loved about Troy was we, we were talking in pre-show. Um, we were talking about certain things. And I was like, yeah, you know, a lot of Americans could not take Jimmy Carr and I absolutely love him. And Troy goes, I love Jimmy Carr. And it, <laughs> it blindsided me because when I bring up Jimmy Carr, either people don't like him or people don't know who he is. And I fell in love with Troy right then. I was like, yep, we're going to be best fucking friends. <laughs> For yeah, those who don't know, Troy's good people. Yeah, for those who don't know, Jimmy Carr tells some dark, fucked up jokes. And if you're not able to take a dark, fucked up joke, don't listen to Jimmy Carr. Just move the fuck on. (laughs) That's just, you know, and that's something we've lost in society today. Hey, if you, if it's too much for you, if you don't like it, uh, Mm -hmm. just move on. Mm -hmm. You know, scroll, click next. Yeah. You don't have to sit there and choose to being offended is a fucking choice. Look, I got it. There, there is a video that I shared the other day, and I, I want to send it to Sergeant War Dog so he can see what I'm talking about. But this, this guy, he's a prankster. His name is Calvin something, and I can't think of his last name. It's Calvin Grinds, and he goes up to I, I guess it's a, a father and son. And he goes, he goes, how tall are you or, or something like that? And he's talking and all this, that, and the other. And he's like, I used to be short, but I, I had the surgery not too long ago and it, it, it makes you taller. And he's like, all they do is they do like these shots in your knee. Right. And he said, it's called Negro surgery. <laughs> oh, wow. And I, it caught me off guard so much. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. 
And, I've and seen so, him. Yeah, I've seen right. him. I've seen him once. Yes, yes. The <laughs> old guy. I'm going to call. I've seen him. The old guy that's standing there, he fucking loses it. He starts laughing. And the young guy's like, What'd you just say? And the old guy is fucking dying laughing. <laughs> and the young guy keeps going, What? What, what are you saying? <laughs> It is the greatest play on words I have ever seen. And I just fucking lost it. I, I think I watched it like 10 times back to back. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, whoo, I can't wait to work with Troy with DV against DV. That's one thing that I'm really looking forward to. And I, and I, I want to get my, myself and somebody else are going to be working on scripts very soon uh, for those, but we got to find people to, to do the voiceovers and I, I didn't want it to be us because people hear us all the time, but it's so hard to find people that want to do shit for free <laughs> for a good cause too. You know what I mean? But, well, you told me my check was in the mail. Look, <laughs> a lot of things are in the mail. acid. <laughs> <laughs> These assholes earlier. <laughs> so let me find it. Cause I want to read it verbatim. I had said, where is it? Um, oh, fuck. Okay. I, I asked if any, if uh, everybody was going to be on tonight or whatever. And then I said, anybody have anybody to come on the show with us tonight? JJ says, nope. War Dog says, no. Oink says, let me hit up somebody. And I go, what am I paying you all for? <laughs> Wait, we get paid? <laughs> Want a refund on my blotter paper, goddamn. <laughs> oh my god. Let me get this let me get this fucking video. I'll send it in uh in uh chat so everybody can see it uh on dvradio.net chat. Uh there you go. Um actually that might be the one mayhem sent, I don't know. Um Mo has I O U acid. I O U acid. Yes, I O U L S D. That's you. Is that going to be the next shirt? Oh, oh! I'm gonna shut up. All the letters look like they're melting. I want a refund on my LSD. God damn it. <laughs> Run me a check. <laughs> now, I am sad that we ain't sold no I Seek Them shirts yet. Really? I am so sad, man. All right. I'll promo it harder. I'm sorry. Let me, let me jump on promo. <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting to, to wear my ghillie suit with one of them on top of it. But then I've sort of been holding back since the, uh, you know, the hurricane incident and all. But, uh, I'll go for it. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to blend into the night with a ghillie suit on with my I seen them shirt. So you can see my eyes and my grill shining in the light. Ashley, That's all you'll be able to see, though, with my dark ass. Did, did you buy one, Sergeant Wardall? Not yet. I was well, waiting to see what was happening with everyone else, you know. Well, apparently I lied. Somebody has bought one. Okay. One has been sold. I guess they weren't offended and they could see the joke from a dysfunctional veteran. And that's what it's all about. The joke or not. 
Right, right. I would Ooh, give one. Good one. <laughs> good one, dog. I like that shit. I like that shit. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, let me see. How long ago? That was on set, uh, September 17th. So somebody bought it on September 7th. They bought a muscle shirt at that with it on it. Nice. So, I think that was right before the day I got released from the psych ward again. Psych ward gang salute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the psych ward gang has actually sold pretty damn well. Um, let me go look at that one really quickly. Uh, the white uh, lettering, we sold two of those. We sold the two of the dark letterings. Um, yeah, that's always sold of that right now. Uh, so yeah, we don't move as much merchandise as people believe we do. Um, <laughs> we're, we're lucky to clear $10 in one month. <laughs> and for those that do buy stuff, I appreciate it. We all really do. We all truly, truly do. Um, Let's see. War Dog, how's your week been? Pretty good. Uh, just found out I was tuning in again from Hurricane Hit Daytona Beach, Florida. So, salute. Uh, yesterday, man, well, the week was pretty un- uneventful. Uh, nothing new and exciting in that, that area. Uh, but yesterday, I did get to check out the new veterans movie, uh, The Greatest Beer Run Ever. And, uh, so, I, want, I don't want to be a spoiler, but it's set in the Vietnam era, and I think all veterans would appreciate it. So, uh, please, I think you might want to check out The Greatest Beer Run Ever, because that's a new new hit from the uh, veteran and military communities. Uh, where can people see that at? Oh, it's in theaters, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just came in, out in theaters yesterday. Okay. I will catch it when it comes on a streaming service. <laughs> and based on based on a true story also. You know, I'm wondering if that's the one I heard about a couple years ago. They kept talking about a Vietnam era movie, and I'm wondering if that's the one. Gotta be it, brother. Gotta be it. It might be. It might be. I'll have to do some digging. Yeah, but other than that, though, man, uh, Hurricane Ian's really had me down, man. You know, seeing all natural disasters get me down, man. You know, seeing people's homes, belongings, mm-hmm. everything you work for, and then, you know, clothing, everything, and then trying to figure out how you restart. That's that's bothered me to see natural disasters since I was a kid. So to see it, you know, in my hometown, uh, I don't know. It just had an effect on me this week, to be honest with you. No, I truly nothing, get it, man. Nothing big, though. Nothing else big and exciting. I'm glad the uh, the aftermath wasn't as wasn't worse than what it was. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I just hate the you know how that uh, the helpless feeling we all get, or especially like Oink recently realized when his son had a uh, heart surgery. Mm-hmm. You know that helplessness you get of like, damn, what can I do? What should I do? What did I do? What can I do? You know. Yeah, you- that second guessing yourself, that's what kills every, I think, veteran for that matter. You know, 
Cause you, you know, your training, if you were there, if you were able to do something, you could do something, but being so damn far away, God, it sucks. You know, it's that yeah, it's hopelessness like, feeling. It's like I had a friend the other day, uh, we were talking and they've been put down on how they're, uh, raising their kids and stuff like that. And they've got some special needs kids. And I was like, look, first off, special kids, special needs are not, there is no fucking book to parenting. There is no right or wrong way. As long as you're doing all you can with what you've got. And you know, it's, it's, it's like I've, <clears throat> I've said before, and I, I, th- I think we talked about, uh, this morning or something, you know, as hopeless as we feel at times, especially with these natural disasters or, um, like oinks, uh, little boy needing the heart surgery and stuff like that. I I understand the guilt. I, I, I'm not going to say I, I know the feeling because I don't have kids and stuff like that. That being said, um, you, you can't, continue to put yourself down for something that's completely out of your control. All you can do is be there as much as you possibly can. Even if, you know, you can't be there physically right away or or what, what have you be that comforting stone, right? Like be that comfort that they can turn to at any time. Even if you can't actually do something about the problem, right? Like, um, and, and it's, it's the same with, with like relationships, right? Like you can't fix everything with your significant other, but you can listen, you can comfort them. Right. So it's, it's, it's sort of the same thing in that way. Um, I, that's how I feel. Cause I have had moments where I've not been around certain people and I couldn't do anything. Um, and I, I had the guilt trips and as years go on, it, it becomes less of a thing. But at the same time, you're still like, what if? Mm-hmm. But you can't continue to put yourself down over it. And you can't hate yourself for not being able to do something. Because, again, it's out of your control, right? I mean, there's just some things we just can't fix, sadly. Hey, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't. You know, I totally overlooked the fact that with you being... In your wheelchair, you nah. this, this, <laughs> no, no, I ain't talking oh, about that. No, 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 trust me. If anybody no, needs to on a serious note, it's, it's, it's serious. <laughs> no, man, no, I wasn't talking about that. No, 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 no. No, but I mean, I mean the same way is there things you would like to be doing to help others, and I know oh, it's not yeah. I, it just hit me that you no, deal with that with your Crohn's disease. So, uh, I, I just my hats off to you. I didn't realize that. Well, it, it's like the other day, one of, one of my friends was like, man. I shouldn't complain because they weren't, <laughs> they, they feel like they complained too much to me. And I was like, look, man, everybody needs to complain at some point in time. What kills me is like, you go and see these people. Oh, they didn't put enough ketchup on my sandwich. Okay. And <laughs> fucking get some more ketchup. <laughs> like I can't stand the, the shit that doesn't like impact your life and some shit complaining. Um, but everybody needs to talk. Everybody needs that release. Everybody needs to get a weight off their shoulders or guilt off their chest. And, and again, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad guilt, right? Like this guilt that we're talking about with not being able to be there for your family or, or, or 
uh, oint being able to just fix his kid's heart without him having to do surgery and stuff like that. We all have this. I mean, I hate that my mom has to do 98% of the shit for me. Like I feel like every time she does something, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I am bad for saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you know me, I say, I'm sorry way too fucking much. It, it might have to do with, you know, assholes in my past too, but, um, <laughs> but I, I think there's, there's a, there's a time and place that we, it is justified to complain and I don't see it as complaining. You know, I see it as uh talking, uh, getting that mental coping out of the way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's like that. Hey, you seen that video, right? That I, I retweeted the other day. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. It's the, you talking to a TBI guy, so the memories, you know, sometimes it's there, sometimes it ain't, bro. Man, I think that's why I have the memory issues I do, all the concussions I've had over the years. Um, exactly right. No, I, no one knows concussions we've been through. It was memory a memory issue. It's a video of a cop pulling up on somebody in a truck sitting on the side of the road. And it, it turns out it was a veteran on the veteran suicide line, and he was crying, man. He was in tears. And the cop's like, hey, man, I got you, and blah, 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 blah. Gets him out of the truck. And I I, I feel for the dude. I feel for the, the veteran, and, and I feel for the cop. Um, uh, But uh, the veteran is broke down, ends here, says, can I give you a hug? And the cop's like, yeah, man. And I was like, damn, dude. Holy shit. Fucking cop. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you can give me a hug. Most times they're like, no, nah, I ain't even going to shake your hand, right? <laughs> But he was like, yeah, he's seen that he needed help. And I was like, wow, that, that right there. And just reading some of the comments, it it touched a lot of people. And there were some people that apparently are like strong, beefy men. (laughs) They were like, I ain't going to lie to blow me to tear, man. (laughs) And I was like, good, good, motherfucker. Good. Uh, And I mean that genuinely. I think there, there, stuff like that should bring you to tears personally. Um, because if it doesn't bring you to tears or it doesn't choke you up or get that lump in your throat, you, you a piece of shit in my, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So yeah, there, there's a time and a place and a justified complaining moments. You know what I mean? JJ's over there. Not saying shit because he wants to fucking say some jokes, probably. No, no, I couldn't <laughs> watch that video. It was too hard for me. Yeah, I I watched it and I was like, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I I heard the first like three lines that the guy said, and I was like, nope, can't do yeah. it. I I was like, I'm done. Not I'm this week. <laughs> I'm finished. Um, yeah. So, what was your week like, JJ? Uh, well, soggy towards the end of it. <laughs> yeah, my my got really wet. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. Just kind of keeping moving forward. I don't know. It's just shit. Shit is what it is. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> nothing. Nothing big. I uh, doing a little test running. Uh, I can. Uh, 
laser etch uh, tumblers, stainless steel tumblers. Uh, and I can laser etch stainless steel tumblers that are um, powder coated or bare steel. So maybe uh, maybe I get some people to fucking buy some because people aren't buying anything. And Good I luck. understand the, uh, <laughs> the the economy is beyond in the crapper. I get it because it's hard here too, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm hoping I'm hoping people will think about how shitty the economy is come Christmas time, and uh, we'll. Uh, Go to you know small business websites rather than design yeah. this year, but who knows? I mean, design. I like that. I've never heard it referred to as that. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know. I mean, at this point, right now, for the most part, I am just turning for the sake of art. Because ain't nobody ordering a whole lot. And I don't blame them. I understand. I get it. It's hard on everybody. You know what I love about all the hosts here, man, is that we aren't ashamed to admit that we're still, you know, dealing with our own stuff and going through. Like, we aren't experts or anything. Yeah. We're still dealing with ours and going through. So that's why we ask everyone else to hold on. And uh, that's what I like about all us here, man. You know, and that's 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 just the thing is it's just not it hasn't been a bad week. It hasn't been a good week. It's just been a week. And it's just, you know what? Some days you just got to keep picking them up and putting them down because ain't nothing else you can do. Yeah. You know, someday. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's the weather season, the season changing. I don't know. Like usually during a hurricane, I'm out in the shop turning. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I was like, "No, fuck this! I'm not doing shit." I played, I played Assassin's Creed all day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, I got to sitting here yesterday, and for the last three weeks, all I've basically been doing outside of editing the podcast when we do the shows is I've been designing these websites, and I've done the math, and for each website, I've done about sixty hours per website. And that's all my weeks have been the past three weeks. And I'm just like, that's a lot of fucking hours for one fucking website. Like, (laughs) and then I started doing the SEO, uh, yesterday or the day before fuck S E O shit can go fucking die, man. I hate SEO. it. I thought metadata was bad. Fuck that too. Fuck CSS. Fuck SEO. That shit, man. Like, I understand why SEO companies want like a thousand dollar minimum. Like, I get it. I fucking get it. But damn. <laughs> like, holy fucking Christ, man. I hated that shit. I don't, I love designing. I love creating. We were just talking about uh, uh, designer suites earlier in the pre-show, myself and JJ. But when it comes to fucking paperwork, I hate it. I fucking hate paperwork. I can do it. I can do it all day. But I, fu- it's one of those things, man. It's like 
this is going to be my bane of existence right here. <laughs> it's like, how much, how much you want to pay me to do this? Like nothing. Oh, okay. I, I got, I got to do the law. Oh, damn. Really? I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, and then I come across the Biden administration wanting to do the thing, uh, with 20, with small businesses, with 20 employees or less with their information. And I'm like, you can go fuck yourself. Ain't going to happen. I ain't going to do it because I ain't fucking a business that should be considered as laundering. My, there's no fucking way any of our businesses make enough money to be considered as laundering for Russia. That's, that's their reasoning. That is their reasoning for getting information from small businesses with 20 employees or less is because they are the biggest, uh, influx of laundering for Russia. No, they're not. It's these assholes sitting in DC. What are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not some old fucking Asian chick running a laundromat that you hope to fucking find doing cocaine in the back and selling it on the streets. Like, I mean, that's what they're doing. That's how they're looking at it as. And I'm like, no, man, like, go fuck yourself. Like, no, my creativity, my art should not be considered as a laundering business because we don't clear enough a year to even be fucking considered in a tax bracket. Yep. We don't. That's why you pay me an asset. Like right? I said. <laughs> I'm like, I, that shit pisses me off. That, that fucking pissed me off. I think you can go, you can go fuck yourself. I don't care if it was fucking Trump's administration. I don't care if it was Obama's or fucking Bush. If they said this is what we're doing and it was that fucking proposal, they could go fuck themselves because I'm not going to fucking adhere. Ain't no fucking way. Can you read? Uh, are you in chat, JJ? Because Red asked you a question. I didn't know. If, got to him. I didn't know if you wanted to read it on air and answer it on air or just type. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, the urn is made of spalted maple. It is a. But it says spalted male. Oh, did I? Is there a typo? <laughs> I don't know. That's Maybe what, there's probably a typo. asking. Spotted funerary urn. Does that have something to do with the size? And I think you know she's talking. You know, is it donkey size? Is it horse there. size? Like, <laughs> I think the letter P missed. I missed a little bit of P. Because I read it a couple times and I was like, did she mistype that or did he mistype? Like, who mistyped what? Where is that? Where is that on the website or that's oh, on the website? Okay. No, I have this I, I, because I use my phone in my shop constantly. I bought a water resistant screen protector because just it's the most protection I could get. I see well, it. It fucking. Made by uh, it, it it doesn't uh, 
at the edges of your keyboard, <laughs> it's it's thicker. Mm-hmm. And the letter P almost never types the first time. You know what? The ass. You should I let, hate this fucking screensaver. You should let me put you on where we're where we've got all of our stuff for fifteen dollars a month. And I'll just redo everything for you. And you ain't got to worry about doing it from your phone. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. I just got over there and seen it. And it makes it makes it even funnier when you've got the top off and it looks like the top has a hole in it, too. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah. So I dye the, the inside of the lid. I, I dye black oh. on purpose. I know, so but it's just so you don't have this weird kind of contrast, you know? I know it's hilarious when you read the title and you see all those holes. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I know it's a serious thing. It's a urn. It but. happens, yeah. <laughs> well, what's weird is that it's not in the description. In the in the written out description, it's not there. I know, I've seen that. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, this fucking screen protector is hit or miss, and it drives me absolutely crazy. And if I didn't need the protection, I'd get rid of it. But it's tough as nails mm. like this is a really tough <laughs> badass screen protector but i can't the anything that types where the edges the the letters are at the edges of the screen like p uh q which you know you rarely ever type zero one all the way at the edges of the screen it won't fucking i have to like smack the shit out of it and i forget and because i don't do swipe i try to actually type letters and uh yeah so i fixed it do we need to get you a stylus? Huh? Do we need to get you a stylus? Fuck no. I'd lose that in 20 seconds, man. <laughs> <laughs> Are you shitting me? I'd lose that shit so fast. Don't drink you while see I how type. Well, is? You got called out on a typo on live radio. I'll be there. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Hey, man, I've had worse. Trust me. I was a journalist in the military. Trust me. I've been called out far worse. <laughs> Although the best was uh, one of my guys. Uh, what uh, was John F. Kennedy? Uh, my first ship. And uh, one of my guys was the uh, was the editor. And uh, somehow this headline got past all of us until after it was printed, but, uh, it was, um, ordinance, uh, he misspelled ordinance and, uh, the chief comes in with, with the, I mean, the, we'd already distributed the paper and goes, uh, Hey, what's uh what's an ordinance man. <laughs> I forgot the E <laughs> in the headline <laughs> above the fold. <laughs> That's great. Oops. Yeah. In public. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about public. Comes into the shop. Everybody's there. We're having a production meeting or something. He goes, what's an Orgnank man? <laughs> hey, speaking of your journalist days, we never really spoke about it much. What is some of the most memorable, memorable moments that you had as a journalist? Uh, Whether it was meeting well, somebody or an article you got to write or whatever. I mean, I had some, I had some moments. I was the uh, department of the Navy print journalist of the year in the year 2002. Um, And that was great. It was great 
to, to, to be recognized for my work, but it was the stories. It was a series of stories that I wrote. I was uh, stationed at Naval Air Station, Woodby Island. And I wrote a series of stories, uh, interviews with, um, the, uh, uh, bunch of world war two Navy vets who had been stationed at Whidbey Island. Whidbey Island was a PBY Catalina patrol plane base. And these guys deployed from Naval Air Station Whidbey Island to uh, the Aleutian Islands and um, basically had to survive because there was no supply chain. But they were there to because the Japanese were trying to take the Aleutians. And so they were flying patrols and, and dropping bombs on Japanese airstrips in the Aleutian Islands. And uh, so I wrote, I, I interviewed uh, five or six of them, and I wrote a series of articles. I don't even remember how many anymore, uh, but, the, but the series was titled uh, Freedom is Not Free. And uh, the time I got to spend sitting down and having conversations with those guys was absolutely invaluable to me. That was that was really 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 uh, memorable to me to be able to spend the time and hear their stories. One guy told a story. Uh, they they had no they they had nothing to eat. They had no meat. They had a uh, one one gallon can, a number one can of strawberries that they broke into the. Uh, um, uh, mess decks and stole like they were starving. Our service members were starving on the illusions. And uh, what he didn't know is if you eat too much strawberries, you get a rash. And so like five or six guys got in trouble because they got a rash to eat too many strawberries. <laughs> and another time uh, they were hungry. There was no meat. So he took his rifle, his uh, Lee Enfield 30 six bolt action rifle went to the river and shot salmon and a he said he looked over his shoulder and there's a guy standing in a green uniform saying you can't do that it, that's illegal it was the game warden i think this was adac um mm. and uh he said we don't have any food and the warden's like okay i'll let you get away with it this time so he he shot three king salmon took them back to the camp brought them to the cooks and the cooks were like well we don't have anything else so we'll cook them and so they had salmon that night um, but you know, a lot of people didn't know that those were the kinds of conditions our service members were in on American soil in the Aleutian Islands. Um, and, uh, and then of course the, the love that those guys have for the PBY Catalina is just, uh, unparalleled. They, that plane was just absolutely the, the, it was a great plane. It was, it was an incredible plane. It was a seaplane and they just, they loved that plane. And that's, that was really cool to be able to spend the amount of time I did uh, with those guys and, and hearing their stories. And of course, at this point, I'm sure all of them are gone. Um, but uh, one, one of the veterans, uh, he had arthritis so bad, <clears throat> the knuckles, all of the knuckles in his fingers were the size of the golf balls. His arthritis was so bad. And he made models out of soda cans. He made incredible little airplanes and cars and locomotives and things all out of soda cans. And his work was amazing. I mean, it was just accurate, uh, 
proportionate recreations of World War II era vehicles. And it was really cool. Um, and he did that for therapy because the minute motions and, and manipulating the metal helped relieve the pain of his arthritis. And anytime he wasn't making models, his hands hurt. So he had a room full, of probably three or 400 tin can, uh, soda can models. That was really, really cool. Wow. That's a good memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I want to hear the good memories. I'm sorry. I want to hear the good memories. I'll tell you the I will tell you the funniest memory of my Navy career. B- before you go this- any further, JJ, I found something on Worldwide Woodturners that I think you need to look at. Um What's that? Because they fucked up. Somebody fucked Uh-oh. up. Uh-oh. Somebody fucked up, dude. Proxy, are you on that page too now, damn it? <laughs> I just got over there. Waween was <laughs> Oh dear Lord! <laughs> well, well, we, uh, what, what the fuck? No clue. That's not even close to Joaquin. Like, well, there now. There's a guy whose name is Joaquin, but it's spelled W A W or no W A. Dude, it's got H. your fucking branding. Well. <laughs> You know what shit happens, type it. <laughs> send me a link to it or send it's in me a Zoom. screenshot. No, it's in Zoom. It's in Zoom. Is it in Zoom? Oh, yeah, well, it, I don't have Zoom up. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I got to here. I'll send it to you in chat. But anyway, no, 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 the, I, the, I'm over there. The funniest thing that you ever. Okay. So the funniest thing that I ever uh, saw uh, in the. <laughs> In the Navy. <laughs> told you. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> okay, so still, this is a Navy, Naval Air Station Woodby Island. We had a uh, EOD detachment there. Um, because Woodby Island, uh, we had a CB detachment and an EOD detachment. Because Woodby Island also had a, a uh, outlying airfield and a World War II era training range um, where there was still unexploded ordnance from 1942. And uh, so we had EOD um, permanently detached to Whidbey Island. And so I was covering them doing uh, helicopter insertion and parachuting from from the uh from the h3 we were the last naval air station to fly an h3 as well bouncing betty um and that's what they were doing mountain search and rescue and uh ocean search and rescue is in an h3 was the last serviceable h3 and uh so the senior chief from the EOD unit was the saltiest, crustiest motherfucker. I mean, you knew he was that guy that you knew if you ran into him in a dark alley, you were not running out. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> walk out. You know, he was a badass guy was a fucking badass. And so the outlying field at Naval Air Station Whidbey Island is a s- small airstrip where they do touch and go practice with, it was EA-6B Prowlers back then in 2002 to 2003. Uh, and um, it was in the middle of a producing lavender farm. 
So it was in the middle of a lavender field. And this was late August. It was gorgeous, sunny. The, the, all the lavender plants were in, in full bloom. So that's, it smelled incredible. And, uh, the, uh, helicopter comes in and lobs a stick out of, uh, out of the side door and senior chief is in that stick and he comes down, you know, normal parachute jump comes down lands and as dramatically as possible, yanks his harness off, just throws his harness off and literally traipses, skipping through the <laughs> lavender, trailing his fingers in the flowers. <laughs> like just the fruitiest thing. And he, like a hundred yards, he traipsed the entire way <laughs> through the lavender. And it's fucking, we had like a, we had a lieutenant commander there and a fucking, you know, like three or four officers and a bunch of them. And everybody is just dying. We're just, none of us could breathe. We were laughing so hard because here's this badass, hard ass motherfucker traipsing through the lavender, trailing his fingers in the flower. That was the funniest thing I ever saw. It was hilarious. <laughs> like you knew this motherfucker could kill you, but there he is, you know, frolicking. I was going to say frolicking through lavender. <laughs> <laughs> He, he, pulled a, he pulled a Wizard of Oz in the lavender. <laughs> he totally did. Dude, it was the funniest shit. It was so funny. That's great. I like that. Yeah, that was a, that was probably my funniest. That and, and Mad Mike Murdoch in the assless chaps. <laughs> AO1 Michael Murdoch about to retire and he lived uh, in Yakima. So uh, during the week he lived on the ship and he rode his Harley from Yakima over the mountains, unless he had duty, which he stayed on the ship. He lived on the ship and would go home every weekend and he wore chaps. And so somewhere in the, in the wonderful wide world of the interwebs is a picture of mad Mike Murdoch in his dungarees. We were still wearing dungarees back then <laughs> with black leather assless chaps on <laughs> Looking over his shoulder with the, hey, big boy, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> For a minute, I thought you were referring to the A-team, but I was like, that was Howling Mad no, Murdoch. No, that was Howling so, Mad Murdoch. Yeah. No, Mike. Uh, that's why I was like, Mike nah, Murdoch. Mind. That's what we called him. Mike was a good guy. He's uh, He still lives in the Yakima. He's running the town newspaper now. Now, did you just do writing pieces or did you do any photos that I did uh, on? Well, it depends on where I was stationed on shore duty. I did photography and writing on sea duty. We had a shipboard closed circuit TV. So we did news programs, video news. Uh, we did, uh, we had radio, we had a channel that was a, a TV channel. What was Cuba Gooden Jr. doing there? Say what? What was Cuba Gooden Jr. doing there? Uh, that was for, um, actually he was there. No, he was at Whidbey Island. He was, that's where he did his training for men of honor. You know, I was referring to the movie radio, right? Yeah, you were referring to the movie radio, but actually I crossed paths with Cuba Gooding Jr. Because he filmed filmed, uh, filmed some of the diving scenes and he did a lot of training and PT and stuff with uh, 
the EOD detachment at Whitney Naval Air Station, Whidbey Island. I also met uh, on the Lincoln. I met uh, 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 Jamie Fox. Unfortunately, that was the the he was out there and left because that's when his grandmother died. Um, what's her name uh, for the movie Stealth? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I met I met the the crew of uh, and the cast of uh, Stealth. Um, I uh, was introduced to the president of the United States. Unfortunately, it was President Clinton, but at least I, I did meet the president. Um, uh, met Robert Kennedy, too. I'm going to tell oh, you something. I, uh, it, it's I'd love to, to have met him. It, it's hard to explain, but Bill Clinton was unctuous. He oozed. Like, he just was... He gave you that feeling. Fucking slimy bastard. Yeah. But I couldn't say a thing at the time because it was my commander in chief. But yeah, Bill Clinton oozed. Yeah. And was I've, just, I've uh, had people ask me, they're like, well, if you had a chance to meet the president, would you? And I'm like, yeah, if I had a chance, I don't care who it is. I would like to meet the president. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, that's know, a once in a lifetime fucking event. Like, right. Respect the office. If you, right. Even if you can't respect the officer, you know. Right. It's like I've always um, said, respect the rank, but you don't have to yeah. respect the man behind the rank. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was Bill Clinton, but at the same time, it was an honor as an E4 mm-hmm. to be introduced to the president of the United States because – of the, yeah. the work I did for his visit, you know? So, yeah, it, it was funny. He actually came with her to uh, Qatar during my deployment. And this is after the whole Monica thing. Right. Oh, <laughs> and of course over there, they're selling individual Cuban cigars and individual <laughs> packages, these rolls, if you're, if you will. And sure. Shit. He's out there shaking the troops's hand. Everybody's around. And then all of a sudden one guy had the balls big enough to fucking present one of those fucking single fucking Cuban cigars. <laughs> Fucking Bill just laughed. You could just see the shit-eating grin on his face as he grabbed that thing and autographed it and gave it back to. And then, like, it was out of the woodworks. Like fucking seven hundred of them fucking just popped out. Oh man, <laughs> you it know, was hilarious. My, so, man, yeah. you had to be there for it. But yeah, it was great. I, I've got to say, one of my most prestigious and heartwarming, I guess, moments you could say is when the first Cav gave all of us uh, cooks, (laughs) they just gave the cooks, their coin. Like, I can't tell you what that means, especially, like you said, as an E4. Um, And it was the first Cav. Like, we're not talking about, you know, these little fucking $50, uh, 50 cent pieces Right. We're talking about a fucking coin that is bigger than the mouth of a, of a fucking Coke can. Like they are fucking huge and beautiful fucking coins. Got to shake hands with them and everything. Like I, I, I know what you mean. Like it's, it's one of those moments, you know, like you can't explain how you feel when, when you meet certain positions. But anyway, back to the photography and stuff. Where do you go? I'm sorry. Uh, never more measures me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. What else? See, Whitney Island was really good. Uh, I also 
did uh, a couple of articles. Uh, we had a wildlife biologist there. Whidbey Island's a unique place. Um, we had a wildlife biologist there who basically rewrote the entire bird airstrike hazard abatement program for the military, for all branches. Uh, oh, cool. Because Whidbey Island is directly on migratory routes for about 30 different species of birds. So airstrikes are a big deal. And um, I did a couple feature uh, pieces on his program and some things he had developed, some new technology that he actually invented for uh, chasing birds off of uh, runways. And uh, that was published in three different international publications. One military and two civilian publications picked it up and republished it because at that time, everything that sailors did, everything that, that active duty military did was public domain. So um, that got changed during the Obama administration, I think, when they copyrighted the uh, service logos. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. That. But before then, anything that I shot video of or wrote or shot pictures of, that was all public domain. As long as they just cited that, you know, U.S. Navy petty officer Joaquin Watai, they could republish it free, freely. And right. so um, that was, uh, I got a lot, I did a lot at Whidbey Island. My next command uh, was uh, the Lincoln. And uh, that was the, uh, yeah. That was that was the where the trauma happened. Um, we were the first uh, military, large military presence in Sumatra after the tsunami of uh, December twenty sixth, two thousand four. We pulled into the coast uh, January first, and I was on the first helicopter into Aceh to the airfield at Aceh in Sumatra. On January 1st, and um, most of the aerial footage of the tsunami that you saw in 2005, in January of 2005, I shot most of that. Um, Hanging outside of an H-60 with a video camera and a gunner's belt on. Um, that uh, That was a turning point in my career. That was that was the trauma point, and uh, yeah, we don't talk about that a lot. But uh, you okay. know, I can tell you what a mass grave smells like and looks like. It ain't good. I got, I got you there, bro. I got yeah. you there. Yeah, totally get it. But yeah, um, I, you know, I got to see and do a lot of cool stuff. Uh, one thing I liked about being a journalist was that I got to spend a day doing just about everybody else's job. And then I get to go back and tell everybody about it. That was cool. <laughs> that was really cool. I mean, I've been down in magazines and nuclear storage, you know, nuclear weapon storage uh, facility spaces. We didn't have any, but uh, you know, I've been down and toured those spaces. Couldn't take pictures of that. Couldn't even take a camera with me. Um you know, I've been everywhere but the, the uh, main space, the engine main space is on a nuclear carrier. Um, I spent a week stuck on a tin can in port in Alexandria, Egypt, and got to go 
to Giza to the pyramids um, on a tour. The uh, we were in a helicopter taking pictures of joint exercises between us and the uh, Egyptian Navy. And the admiral was in a helicopter watching the joint exercises between us and the Egyptian Navy. And the admiral's helicopter developed an issue. So they landed us on a small boy on a uh, uh, DD. uh, And uh, that's a destroyer. Mm -hmm. And um, the admiral landed about half an hour later, took our helicopter and we got stranded. Me and two photographers mates were stranded on a small boy, not our ship for uh, a week while they pulled into Alexandria. And um, that was great and all, except we didn't have any uniforms or anything. And on the carrier, we wore coveralls. That was, our, that was your at-sea duty uniform. Well, on the small boy, they wore dungarees. And uh, we hadn't quite transitioned. No, we had transitioned to the the blue Navy naval working uniform, not the blue camouflage, the, the Tiger blue. Crap. <laughs> yeah, the the blue the the Dickies style blue uh, work pants and chambray shirt, and uh, but we didn't have any. We didn't. It, we weren't transferring. We were supposed to be flying around in circles, taking video and stills, and and um, then uh, going back. So we didn't expect to land on another ship. I'm going to tell you, I was the senior petty officer. And I took an ass chewing from that boat's command master chief. Okay, I can't believe you're transferring in, in coveralls. And, you're, and I'm like, master chief, we're not transferring. We got stuck here. We're not supposed to be here. <laughs> we're we're stuck. We didn't have any other uniforms. Our working uniform of the day on the aircraft carrier is coveralls. We don't wear that here. I mean, we got our ass chewed every time we went to the mess decks for chow because we were in coveralls. And it's like, we don't have our uniforms. You don't understand. We're not supposed to be here. But the Chiefs mess scrounged up clothes for us all so that we could go take an MWR tour since we were stuck on their fucking boat for a week. And uh, so we got to go to uh, Giza and downtown Cairo and to the uh, British Museum in Cairo, which is which was very cool. And uh, let's see. Another place I got to go was we went to Aqaba, Jordan. We were the first U.S. aircraft carrier to land in Aqaba, Jordan. Aqaba, Jordan. And uh, we got to go on a tour to Wadi Musa. And uh, uh, you've seen uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Of course. Um, that was filmed in the, all the, the – where the the, the uh, tomb of the, the – uh, 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 grail was that was filmed in petra we got to go to petra that was cool petra was amazing um you were talking uh, about um like getting to see some for lack of a better term top secret shit what was one of the (laughs) coolest things you got to see honestly I had a TSSCI clearance and I never really saw anything that badass. I mean, I've been in the actual control uh, uh, command center for uh, NORAD and U.S. Northern Command, which was cool. But at the same time, it's no different than like a a combat direction center on an aircraft carrier. It's just bigger. Um, I actually got to shoot video in there, which is extremely rare. You know, Um, one of the coolest things I got to I got to qualify 
learn and use on was, well, two things. It was systems. It was the CPOF system, which is the command post of the future, and the Tiger Net system, which is, it's Tiger T-I-G-R, Tactical Ground Reporting System, which is basically Blue Force Tracker on fucking steroids. And they had it to where in 2009, they were just coming out with wrist PDAs, like mm-hmm. a like like a GPS, except it was actual Blue Force tracker on a wrist on steroids. And I can't tell you how cool those fucking systems were even then in 2009. Like, we, we, we were in shock and awe with Google Maps then, but these fucking systems took that and took it to like 10 levels higher. And you mm-hmm. could like do... You could be aerial. You could be a few inches off the ground. Like you could, you could read, you could see the wings of a fly. That's how fucking close you could get in. Like it was so fucking badass. Yeah. I remember being, we were tracking that testing at NORAD Northcom for use in uh, disaster relief on yeah. US. DARPA, DARPA done the, original technology for CPOF. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think general dynamics took the contract. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And developed them or Lockheed Martin. I'm, I'm really sure. I, I don't think Lockheed did because Chris and Justin of affinity worked at Lockheed and they didn't really know too much about those. So I'm pretty sure it was general dynamic. And oh my God, dude, I can't, and they were flawless. Honestly, they were flawless fucking really? systems. Yes. I never they had a problem worked, with huh? them. Yeah. I was, I'm not going to lie. I, I was real hesitant, you know, but they were, I, I liked the Blue Force tracker, but it huh. was nothing compared to Tiger and CPOF. Like, huh. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. We were, I mean, it's, it's really hard. You got to understand the Navy. If you're not working on it, like if you're not like like uh, subbed job. out to DARPA, mm-hmm. uh, you, you don't know about it in the Navy until it's fielded. Like yeah. literally, they test all that shit. All that shit is fucking secret, and you don't know jack about it until it's in it's in use. You you know the Zumwalt, yeah, the uh, the stealth destroyer. Yeah. Uh, we saw it in, uh, at Naval Station, uh, uh, San Diego. Believe it or across not. Across the harbor. Believe it but or was, not, out of everybody in my section, I was the only one that had a clearance. Really? Yeah, my E7 had one and my E6 had one. And everybody under them, I was the only one that had one. They started calling me Secret oh. Chef. They start you know what? Good night, Red. Good night, Red. <laughs> Good night, Red. Night, was Red. One really cool thing. Another thing. Well, there was a lot at Whidbey Island. Man, there was a lot going on there. We had Canadian Navy on mm-hmm. Whidbey Island, and they actually had their own little building and everything. And the reason why is because that was the last monitoring post of the uh, undersea sound uh, sonar monitoring system that 
basically was a chain of microphones strung across the Pacific Ocean to try and track Russian submarines during the Cold War. Holy shit. And back in in the early 2000s, that was still in use. I can't remember the name of it, Sosa's line or something. It had a funny name. Um, But that was manned by U.S. and Canadian forces with direct connection to NORAD, which kind of ironic that I ended up at NORAD Northcom. Um, But I got to tour their facility again. Not allowed to take a camera in. Couldn't really talk a lot about it except to say, oh, we have Canadians here. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember and I got to tour their facility and that was pretty cool. When I was doing my training for a uh, CPOF, it was uh, out at NTC and where the fuck they took us. I don't remember on NTC, but it was, it wasn't on base, but it wasn't off base. It was in this little fucking hideaway in a goddamn fucking classroom trailer and you had to sign in and out before you walked through that door. Like you could not go inside that fucking door unless you signed in and you showed them your dog tags. And then when you came out, you had to sign out and you had to have the the date and the time you signed in and you signed out. And that was just training, dude. That wasn't fucking like that was it. Yeah. And I was like, God damn, dude, what the fuck did I get into, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People don't understand. And, and the same with, uh, with you, like you were saying, you know, no footage and all that. They would not allow us to take our cell phones beyond the door. And that was in 2009. Oh, we couldn't take our cell phones into the building. There were lockers mm-hmm. in the yep. lobby at NORAD Northcom and you couldn't go past the second set of doors, which you had to use your cat card to get in. You couldn't take your cell phone past that. Yeah, they wouldn't let us go through those doors into that trailer with our cell phone. They yeah. they they had people standing in there, and you had to it it you had to throw your cell phone out. If they caught you with that cell phone, you were you were done. Oh, you were going. Yeah, yeah. They actually had at North at Northcom <laughs> at those doors. They actually had a uh, uh, some kind of a uh, detector. Mm-hmm. That would you even if you turned it off, it could still tell that you had a cell phone. Like it I, picked up the SMS or I don't know. I was going to say, I think it, if it wasn't the SIM card, it was the uh, frequency that it was. Right? Yeah, yeah. But it could actually detect, and like an alarm would go off, and yep, <clears throat> armed guards would show up at your yep. side immediately. Like, oh, excuse me, sir. Uh, and it's funny because phone. you would think they would do the same thing with Blue Force Tracker. But no, Blue Force Tracker is run on a Linux-based system on a fucking computer, and you're just welcomed into the fucking room with open arms, whereas wow. fucking Seapoff, they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, I did get to see some secret stuff, but there's stuff that really, honestly, uh, I'm sure I'm on lists, and I really oh, yeah. shouldn't talk about. Yep, same. Because I'm sure I'm on lists, you know. I mean, that's why like, I didn't give specific on certain things. But it wasn't anything <laughs> that was like super secret squirrel or anything. That's just, that's the thing. What the Navy classifies as top secret is kind of like, okay, but Tom Clancy wrote about this 15 yeah, years ago. Exactly. But we can't talk about it, you know. Yeah. If you sw- if you were sworn in, if you got your clearance, you couldn't talk about it. And it's like, but 
but it's common knowledge. Why can't we talk about it? Well, it's just like in the what sixties with mission impossible or influencing and shit. They're talking about literal KGB and us secrets, what they're using, what they're doing. But the KGB in the U.S., we didn't do none of that. No, we don't use those type of gadgets. Never. And there's a fucking museum dedicated to everything that you see in those shows and movies and stories. I watched a video this morning. Two words, plausible deniability. (laughs) This is true. I watched a video this morning of a uh, congressional uh, inquiry Mm -hmm. hearing in set in the 60s with the CIA. And the congressman was questioning the CIA uh, representatives about a modified 1911 pistol that was battery powered, I know which fired flechette rounds, mm-hmm. and had a round that could cause a heart attack. Heart, a attack, heart attack, yep. gun. And this was actual fielded technology the CIA was using in the 50s and 60s during the Cold War. It's just like electronic. Guns. It's just like um, a few years ago, the FBI had a box called the Stingray, and mm-hmm. they used it in a trial, but they said they could not dictate what it does because it's super secret. Well, come to find out, they went beyond the Patriot Act, and what the Stingray done was it literally – Listen to everybody's cell phone calls real time, recorded them, recorded the number, the location, the call, and where the number was from that they were dialing, as well as that number. And they could, they could literally pinpoint where that cell phone was within two feet. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the case that they brought that into had to be dropped. Because they put in the warrant that they weren't using any tracking devices because that was against the law at the time, right? Mm. But now Stingray is public public knowledge, but they still deny that they ever used it. Like yeah. they, they uphold that they never used that in this court case. And I can't remember the court case that they used it in. But I'm like, yeah. you mother the Patriot Act was the most cowardly fucked up thing the United States has ever done and the people allowed and then Stingray came along and I was like y'all go fuck y'all selves <laughs> yep and it's only gotten worse it's gotten worse the NSA is now collecting every keystroke yep every well t- TikTok was in doing that in the United States TikTok was doing that before everybody realized what the fuck they were doing <laughs> that's why i was like i will never use tiktok fuck that fucking thing (laughs) how many fucking passwords does the chinese government have now i wonder Hmm. let me think about it how many people what that's the fifth used most used app in the world right tiktok I think so. I don't know. Let's see. Top. I was just reading something about uh, uh, Meta employees bailing left and right, and the and their stock plummeting. Maybe Facebook's going to go to go away. God, I could only wish. Fucking hate Facebook. <laughs> I loathe Facebook. Let's I despise Facebook. There aren't words to describe how deeply I hate Facebook. 
I really Facebook, don't like it. YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Those are the top ones. Then WhatsApp and oh, I do have an update on Twitter and Pornhub and all that good shit. So if you've not been following this news, it's a small step. It's a step that should have been taken a long time ago, but big ass companies, i.e. Mazda and all these fucking huge ass companies have pulled ads from Twitter because, and I quote, child sex porn was inlaid with our ads. Really? Yes. And these companies are pulling their advertising from Twitter. Um, Good. Yes. Big step, little step, long over fucking due. Um, And we've not really got any word on what YouTube or Twitter is going to do about it. As far as are they going to do something about the child abuse, the sexual abuse and all that that's on Twitter because people have brought it up numerous fucking times. Um, really quick right here is the website. I'll put it in chat for everybody to see. Um, some big names, Dyson, Mazda, Forbes, PBS kids have all suspended their marketing campaigns or removed their ads from parts of Twitter because their promotions appeared alongside tweets soliciting child pornography. Um, yeah. Direct TV, ThoughtWorks, uh, Walt Disney, NBC, Universal, Coke, uh, uh, more than 30 other advertisers. And these are all their big stuff. Um, some of the tweets include keywords related to rape and teens and appeared alongside promoted tweets from corporate advertisers. In one example, a promoted tweet for shoe and accessories brand Cole Hahn appeared next to a tweet in which a user said they were trading teen slash child content. David Maddox, the brand president of Kohan, said, we're horrified. Either Twitter is going to fix this or we'll fix it by any means we can, which includes not buying Twitter ads. Um, in another example, a user tweeted searching for content of young girls only, young spelled Y-U-N-G, comma, no boys, which was immediately followed by a promoted tweet for Texas-based Scottish Rite Children's Hospital. Scottish Rite did not return multiple requests for comment. So finally, something is being done as far as big brand companies taking a stance. Um, the sad part is Twitter has denied the rights of children to have their stuff removed from Twitter saying that it did not go against their policies, yet they claim that they are not a publisher, So, but yet they can ban you from their platform, which means they are a publisher. Right, yeah, that whole mm-hmm. forum versus publisher argument. That it's the thing me and Chris sleaze talked about. Ver- Sleazeball Zuckerberg managed to kind of slime his way out of Right. Nope. Chris and I had talked about that uh, when Sayscape was a thing and uh, how how it was, how social media should not be able to use it. And, uh, what is it, 230? Is that the one? I think 230 or 234. Um, but yeah, it's a huge step. Trafficking Hub is uh, still got their thing going on. And I believe, let me... Look it up really quick. 
traffickingpetition.com. Uh, there it is. Um, they need 2,500,000 signatures. They're at 2,241,000. Um, it's against Pornhub. Pornhub. Obviously, I'll put that in chat. Um, I signed it for DV Radio. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, excuse me. If you don't know what Trafficking Hub is, it's uh, basically a whole thing against Pornhub because they they allowed children and rape and a whole host of other things on their platform and deny it. And they're in court over it right now. They've been in court since. When did we start talking about this? 2019. I think it's when we started the DV against DV. It's not a little bit before, or, you know, we, we started DV, DV before that, but I think, yeah, right around that time frame anyway. Yeah. And they've been at this since right before then. Um, Mind Geek, which is the owner of Pornhub is in court. Uh, the CEO of one of them stepped away. If that doesn't tell you what the fuck they're doing, I don't know what does. Um, that whole, TraffickingHubPetition.com lays out a whole host of things that have been going on. That's not everything. Uh, you can find out more if you go to TraffickingHub.com. Um, I hope I can get, uh, her on here at some point in time. Um, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's finally something's being done somewhere. Um, and Elon had said, well, that's fucking concerning, you know, and he, he's been asking about it for quite a while, but, uh, Twitter obviously has been saying, no, this isn't happening. No, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But, uh, we buy our smut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How you doing over there? Hey, uh, before we forget, I really want to show love to, uh, the Coast Guard and uh, the National Guard for everything they did, you know, during um, Hurricane Ian. I mean, I saw countless uh, rescues and uh, life, you know, life-saving um, actions taken by both of them. And, and for the National Guard, them, you know, passing out food, water supplies. Um, I really think we should just take a minute to, uh, you know, salute all of them. 100%. Yeah, I know that... Uh Somebody, I can't remember which state, activated 80 National Guard members. Can't re- oh, fuck, I can't remember the state now. God damn it. <laughs> well, one of them. As Sergeant Wardog said earlier, TBIs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, 100%. I, you know, people ragged on me when I was in the guard. Oh, we can Well, you'll, you'll, you'll think that when a natural disaster happens, you'll be fucking, Oh, where's the weekend warriors? Um, (laughs) um, yeah, that's, that's a big difference that people don't understand about, you know, active duty and and guards and reserve, um, is the guard and reserves the first one that goes in and takes care of local stuff, you know? So my unit actually went down during, uh, Katrina. I'm not going to talk about that because we don't need to talk about that, but Hey, I know a, uh, I know a army veteran who was a fireman 
uh, whose engine was sent to New York City on September 11th. Wow. Their presence was never officially there because it was in direct violation of Posse Comitatus. However, Fort Hood was, you know, just up the just up the road a little ways. And they uh, and the, the captain said, I don't care if it's illegal. They need help and sent his unit down there and he can't get any compensation for the severe lung damage that he suffered since um, because officially they weren't there. Wasn't that something that was done in like the 1800s? Posse Comitatus? Yeah. See, I was stationed at, at Northcom, so I know all about this. Uh, Posse Comitatus <laughs> was passed in the 20th century. Uh, no, it was passed after the Civil War. So and what Posse Comitatus is, is uh, unless a federal state of emergency is declared by the president and the solely by the president, active duty United States military or activated, guard, activated federally activated guard and reserves, Title 10 troops cannot operate in the United States, period. Not Pace. for disaster relief, not for, not for, not for. Uh, not for rioting, nothing. Was that Hayes? Huh? Was that Hayes that done that? I can't remember. It's been a minute since, but, but anyway, the state guards answering to the state governors can do things like respond to national disasters and respond to uh, riots and things like that, policing actions. Um, But uh, the federal troops cannot. Unless the president declares a national state of emergency and only the president can do this. Or an act so, of Congress, right? Right. Or, uh, no, only the president can override posse, com- uh, posse comitatus. Oh, Congress good. cannot. The president has to declare mm-hmm. an emergency. I'm mm-hmm. going to give you an example. Hurricane Katrina. I was on the uh, uh, JFK and uh, we had Helsa Braun 1. Uh, helicopter anti-submarine squadron one and they were stationed in pensacola when katrina hit they jumped in their birds and you know after the storm passed they jumped in their birds and uh did federally activated uh surveillance missions where they just went and flew over to surveil the damage well one of the pilots and his crew saw a family stranded on, to, on their roof and rescued them. And it was the right thing to do. However, it was a violation of posse comitatus. They all went up on charges and they all lost rank. And the admiral who had to do it said, you did the right thing. However, it was against the law and I don't have a choice and busted them all down. So and they were all, do- of course, hailed as heroes. Uh, and they, you know, they're, I think they actually named a bird, one of the squadron's bird after that crew. Like their names will never come off the helicopter. So um, if, it, if, if January 6th was so bad, why didn't we uh, deploy it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back, back well, to, you see what back to Posse Comitatus. <laughs> back, back to Posse Comitatus. <laughs> <laughs> We won't bring that up. <laughs> Look, if they didn't fucking deploy deploy to uh, uh, you know Wisconsin during the rioting, you know, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, 
I, I know exactly because it's it's also called something else. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, it's there not, is another name for it. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's Title Ten versus Title Eight, and if you're yeah. activated under Title Eight, you can do X, Y, and Z. But if you're Title Ten, you can't. Blah blah blah. There's a whole. I remember. I remember this because I had to edit the the web page, and it's not the Northcom same that describes how that law whole law works. And it's not the same as martial law. I'm sorry. And it's not the same as martial law. No, martial law is completely different. However, it is related. Essentially, right. If the, if you do not, if if posse comitatus is not enacted, and the military does a policing function, whether that's disaster relief, riot control, that is essentially illegal martial law. Mm-hmm. Because it's not federally enacted. However, if it is federally enacted, then it is under posse comitatus, not considered martial law because the state governors are still in control. Like they're using federal troops, but they're still calling the shots at a state level. Martial law is where the troops are calling the shot, where there's like a lieutenant general saying, we're going to go police this and shut this down and do that. That's martial law. If a, if they are, federally activated, suborned to the state governor under posse comitatus, it's not martial law because the civilian governor is still calling the shots. And that will even go down so far as you'll have a colonel answering to a local sheriff. It'll actually go all the way down that, that low. Civilians are still in charge. The whole point of posse comitatus is that the military does not take over and take charge. It's to prevent martial law. (laughs) <laughs> I had to. I just. That wasn't acid. That was real. I know. That was fucking real. That was real. <laughs> Shit. It's inter- it's it's an interesting. I mean, it's really interesting if you if you read about it and learn about it. It actually makes sense, but at the same time, it's confusing as fuck. Yeah, like I mean, we one of the biggest functions of U.S. Northern Command is disaster relief in the United States is coordinating guard units state to state because we can't send federal assets in, we can't send federal military assets in. So, Northcom, at least in the 2010s, uh, Northcom coordinated between state and local disaster relief. Federal disaster relief like FEMA, um, National Guard units, and if necessary, local bases. But like when uh, Lejeune got hit not too long ago, with a, something happened at Camp Lejeune, they got hit pretty bad and they evacuated the base. I think it was last year, it was one of the hurricanes. Um, NORTHCOM coordinates the military, the active duty military evacuation with a federal disaster agency like FEMA or National Guard. So NORTHCOM tells Camp Lejeune, hey, you got to bail. The general agrees. And then they hand off communication and coordination between the command structure at Camp Lejeune to FEMA. That does not mean FEMA is now in command of Camp Lejeune. It means FEMA and Camp Lejeune can talk to each other directly so that they can evacuate Camp Lejeune. And there's actual, like, federal law. There are procedures that have to be 
followed or it becomes illegal and could legally be considered martial law. It's really, it's, it's an interesting, the whole point of it is to try to prevent a military coup. That's the whole, that's really what the point is, is to never allow a situation where the military could take over the government. But at the same time, not fully control the military where if they need to take over the government, they still can't. It's, uh, I mean, that whole... It's a, it's a really shaky fucking bridge. Oh, man. There's, <laughs> there, look, there is no legal precedent under the United States Constitution. Yeah. Not even the Civil War. There is no legal precedent. If things went there, we would be... We would be treading grounds that that the founding fathers swore would never happen under the Constitution as they wrote it. Well, I think that we should stop it there and continue it next week. Yeah, I'll do a little. It's been a minute since I've read up on it. I'll do a little. Uh, uh, I'll do a little research and, and get back with you guys because I actually experienced. I mean, we had. Fucking command conversations about posse camitatus at the U.S. Northcom. It was uh, it was interesting stuff. Uh, hey, Bo has to piss. But I, while stop. He's doing I've, I've so, already finished, dude. I've already <laughs> finished. <laughs> like, I'm already done. Because <laughs> you took way longer than I thought you were going to take on that. Because there was a few. Times. That's actually a fascinating. That is honestly, yeah. if, if you if you understand constitutionality. And and if you've read any of the titles, have you seen the United States educational system today? Do you think anybody in today's fucking school system understands the Constitution? No, they don't. They exactly. don't understand the Bill of Rights, let alone. Okay, right? yeah, I mean, we were taught that shit back when I went to school back in my day. And so, so that subject is absolutely fascinating. You know what? You know what? Encyclopedia. Look, damn it! Look, let's do this. We did. Let's yes. Let's do this. We I know will, how to use a card catalog, bitch. That's right. right. I, I know the Dewey. System. I need the Dewey Decimal System front, fucking backwards, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, damn Skippy. Why don't we do this? We'll leave off Posse Comitatus here. It's such a fucking hilarious name. I want to laugh every time I say it. We'll leave Posse Comitatus off here next week. We'll actually talk more about it and how it could relate in today's society and why it's actually important to know it. Hey, that's a conversation that'll get the FBI knocking on our doors. There you go. But with that in in mind, let's go ahead and start ending the show. JJ, since you've taken 30 minutes to get us through the posse. U.S., motherfucker. I didn't think you were going to give us a fucking history lesson. I wanted the Cliff Notes version, sir. Right? (laughs) I just wanted us to get us to five till. Um, But no, seriously, uh, any last words for our uh, listeners that are listening tonight or on podcast? I am uh, have the capability of I am have the engraving. I am I am for to speak the English. This is I a fucking author. <laughs> <laughs> I could write good. It reminds me of that goddamn meme you fucking tagged me in that I had to get my mom oh, free. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> I've seen that laugh my ass off. I was like, this I, motherfucker. Like I said, if I had to suffer the aneurysm, then I had to share the aneurysm. Wait, everybody be quiet so I can censor this next part out in podcast you dick
Now, continue. <laughs> okay, I deserve that. I deserve that. <laughs> Fair. That was fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can laser engrave stainless steel tumblers, uh, powder coated or bare metal. And uh, I posted an example on what type we're turning. Um, depending on the time, I mean, if you want a Yeti, it's going to cost you because those ain't cheap. Uh, depending on the tumbler, prices start at $40. So hit me up at what type we're turning. Dot com or on the Watai Returning Facebook page, and uh, we can uh, we can make some magic happen. And other than that, uh, go look up Posse Commentatus. It's fascinating. Oink. Uh, real quick, people, next week we will try our best, if everything goes through with the certificates and what have you, to have Brad uh, Borders on with Purple Heart Homes to discuss some upcoming fundraising events that they got going on. But uh, also, if you guys are struggling out there and you need to talk, by all means, reach out and download the Objective Zero app for your phones. Again, we will not stop talking about these folks until uh, that 22 becomes zero. I mean, that's just the fact. That's the way it is. And uh, we believe in this app and we believe in the website, uh, ObjectiveZero.org. Again, if you guys are struggling and need to talk to somebody, there's ambassadors standing by 24-7 to help you out. And again, just listen. And sometimes that's all we need. That is correct. Sorry. Thank you. I, I had to. <laughs> Sergeant Wardog. Yeah, remember to dial 988 for any mental health crisis. Remember, uh, Psych Ward Gang represents mental health in the military community. And uh, as much as possible, all veterans work on being able to face yourself. Um, I know it's hard. I know we have things we've done, seen. We've uh, afterward have flaws and whatnot, but Still hold on. Work every day on being able to face yourself. You said work every day? On being able to face yourself. Okay, I, I asked because I've got to play this now. Smoke weed every day. Sorry, had to. Um, <laughs> got to have a little humor in there. <laughs> no. Two joints in the morning. Smoke two joints at night. What, 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 what Sergeant Wardog said, 110,000%. If you need to reach out, don't be ashamed. Everybody needs a shoulder to lean on at some point in time in their life. You need an ear to listen. Just pick up the phone, open a chat, email, do something. Don't, don't go through all the bullshit alone. You need somebody at some point. Um, really quick, one more time, October 5th through the 9th, get 15% off your entire order on DV Radio's store. That's dvradio.net. Just click on the store tab. And then October 19th through the 23rd, you get free shipping. And then I'll tell you the rest the next show because, well, you don't need to know the rest and Unless you just want to plan out that far ahead. Um, I've got nothing else but for Oink, Sergeant Wardog, and JJ. That's been Barracks Dog right here on WDVRDVRadio.net. I'm Bonerwood. Until next week, fucksicles. Bye-bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. Good boy.